This week on Blue 58, we've got exactly one thing to talk about. The NFL Draft. Blue 58! Hello and welcome to another episode of Blue 58, the one and only podcast of thepowersweep.com. Well, it's here. It's NFL Draft Week and it could not have come too soon. I don't know about you, but I am a little bit tired of hearing of everybody's NFL draft theories, how they think things are going to play out, who the Packers should take, who anybody should take. I don't care. I don't care anymore. I don't want to hear it. I just want the thing to get here. Fortunately, we don't have much longer to wait. I can make it until by the time you're listening to this tomorrow night. I hope you can too. We are almost there. Hold out just a little bit longer. It's time to do the thing that we never do. It's time to make some predictions. It's time to talk about what we think the Packers are going to do in the NFL draft. And we've got something new for you this year. We've got a new way to predict guys we think the Packers are going to be interested in. The Packers have some pretty well-known athletic thresholds that they look at as far as what they're interested in at every position. Cornerback is the best example. They like their their cornerbacks to be at least 5 feet 11 inches tall and have some pretty specific requirements in terms of their agility numbers, their three-cone drill, their their 20-yard shuttle, things like that. But if you look closely, you see where guys who performed at a certain level tend to end up um, on the Packers' draft board. And you see that the Packers have consistently drafted guys of pretty specific types in the past. I'll give you another example. Look at wide receivers in the Ted Thompson era. All of them have to have, or tend to have draft profiles and body types pretty similar to James Jones and Greg Jennings. So six foot to six foot one, six foot two, and pretty pretty muscly guys uh, who run fast but not super fast and have good athletic testing or good agility testing. This sort of thing plays out at almost every position. And our very own Gary Zillavi developed a way, developed a method to kind of combine all of these measurables into one athletic number that we're calling the Packers Athletic Threshold Score. We take all the data from the NFL Combine, weight it for particular positions, and try to spit out one number that rates how interested the Packers could be in this particular guy. There's really no range on where these numbers are supposed to fall, but the higher the number, the more and more interested the Packers probably are going to be in this particular player. It's not perfect because you have to put up testing numbers for you to fit into this system, so a couple of high-profile guys are going to fall through the cracks. Roquan Smith, for one, uh, doesn't show up as being a guy the Packers would be particularly that's because he only did one drill at the NFL Combine. He ran the 40-yard dash and ran it very well. That's fine and good and you know, probably means he'll be pretty high up on draft boards, probably in Green Bay as well. But he doesn't show up in, in our numbers. But that's okay because the thing to remember that with the Packers and every other NFL team that's worth anything at all, athletic data is used only to confirm what they see on the field not supersede it. This, this data isn't an end to itself. What a player does on the field will always trump his testing numbers, unless his numbers are incredibly bad. Then that gives you reason to go back and, and look at his, his tape again and see if he was actually any good at all. So 
Let's dive in. What I'm going to give you here is our top three guys at every position in the draft. Uh, we'll tell. We'll talk about their score a little bit, why they have that particular score, and whether or not we think the Packers could be interested in them in the first round. A lot of these guys aren't going to be first-round picks, but that's so much the better because it's someone we can watch for the Packers to pick in a later round. So let's dive right in. We're not going to start with quarterbacks for one big reason. Though a lot of the guys the Packers have drafted at quarterback in the last 15 years or so have kind of fallen into rough categories that look pretty similar, ultimately we don't want to spend a lot of time looking at quarterbacks from an athletic perspective unless the guy is just a really, really bad athlete. So we're just going to save some time and skip over quarterbacks. If the Packers take a quarterback, they're going to take him for reasons other than his athleticism. I don't think that's terribly complicated to understand. So uh, we're just going to skip quarterbacks as far as what the Packers are looking for in the draft. So running backs, some great ones in the draft this year, starting with the big one right up top, Saquon Barkley from Penn State. Six feet tall, 233 pounds. Our numbers rate him as an 8 on the Packers' athletic threshold score. The hype is real around Saquon Barkley. Some people compare him to Barry Sanders. I think that's a little bit weird, given how much bigger than Sanders he is. To me, he looks like Adrian Peterson, but capable of catching passes out of the backfield. This is for the Packers because he fits very well what they look for. He he had a better 40-yard dash a higher vertical leap, and more reps on the bench press than any back drafted by the Packers since 2005. The thing is, he's probably not going to be available at 14, and if he was, it would be a difficult decision for the Packers. Clearly, just about any NFL team can use a guy as talented as Saquon Barkley, but with the Packers having so many other holes, could they really afford to take a running back? I don't know if Barkley is good enough as a back to to outweigh those other needs at other positions, but it would be interesting. I don't think he's going to fall to the Packers at 14 anyway, so it's probably not worth spending a whole lot of time on this. Nick Chubb, number two on our board, 5'11", 227, out of Georgia. He has a Packers athletic threshold score of 7.25. Um, he has fallen down draft boards a little bit because of uh, a knee injury in college, and he's probably going to go too high for the Packers to be terribly interested here. But uh, he performed above average on the Packers' thresholds than any in, in every drill except for the three cone. So he fits pretty well. I don't think the Packers are going to be drafting running backs early enough to make a difference here, but we'll see. Finally, rounding out the top three, Justin Jackson, the six foot, 199 pound running back out of Northwestern. His time in the three cone drill, pretty consistent with what the Packers are looking for. In fact, it would be the fastest of any Packers running back drafted since 2005. Uh, He was just the second player in the last 20 years to attempt more than 1100 career rushes in college. So quite a bit of uh, tread worn off the tires there. What will the Packers do at running back in the draft? A lot of people seem to think the Packers need a primo running back to really be a player uh, in the NFL. I'm, I don't buy that at all. Running back is not a position where you need a lot of high-end talent. It's more of a volume position, and it's one where players tend to wear out pretty quickly. So while all these guys are pretty good, I wouldn't look for the, the Packers to really bend over backwards to pick any one of them at all. Uh, No others really stand out to me on our thresholds, although a bunch of uh, 
guys did rank uh, fairly highly. Uh, Nick Chubb's teammate, Sony Michael, ranked much worse than Chubb, but still enough to be considered. So we will let you know if the Packers do end up pick a running back, picking a running back where he fits in our measures. Tight end gets a little bit interesting as we move on to our next position group here because the Packers have a need at tight end beyond Jimmy Graham, and there are some good ones in, and it doesn't get any better than Mike Gesicki out of Penn State. At six foot five and 247 pounds, Gesicki is a phenomenal athlete. 4.54 in the 40. 41-inch vertical. Big, tall guy. Has arms like an albatross. He is pretty much the stereotypical modern NFL tight end. And his Packers athletic threshold score is the highest of any player we looked at in the entire draft at a 12. To put that in context, only four players in this entire draft had a number that ranked in double digits, 10 or a higher. The others are Leighton Vander Esch of Boise State, Colton Miller, the offensive lineman from UCLA, and Saquon Barkley, uh, who ranked a a 9.5 or or an 8. So I guess there was only three. So Gesicki, very, very good player uh, from an athletic standpoint. The question is whether or not the Packers are interested in taking a tight end where he's going to go. I don't know. If they could get him in the second round, I'm sure they'd be interested, but I don't think at 14 he's going to be uh, the pick for them. Ian Thomas is the number two tight end on our board. 6'4", 259 out of Indiana, where I spent quite a bit of time over the last few years, now living in Northwest Ohio, as some of you may know. He's a nine on our athletic threshold score. He's a little bit slower than Gesicki, uh, not quite as explosive of an athlete, but he still tested very, very well. Uh, the most interesting thing about Thomas, I think, is how big his hands are. Uh, I'm six foot five. Uh, I won't tell you how much I weigh because it's not relevant to this discussion. Uh, but my hands are, are relatively average, between nine, for a guy my size, between nine inches and nine and a half inches, depending on how much you want to stretch. Thomas, an inch shorter than me, has 11 and a half inch hands. If you throw him something, he's going to catch it whether he wants to or not. His hands are just that big. Finally, at tight end, this one's a little bit interesting because it kind of just depends what position you want to put this guy at. Jalen, listed as a tight end, uh, where we got our combine data from profootballreference.com. 5'11", 225, though, at a North Carolina state. He's not really the tight end sort of body type. More of an H-back if you're really, really being generous. He had a Packers athletic threshold score of 8.25. Really doesn't scream tight end, uh, but he can line up just about everywhere, and he did in college. Uh, Played a little bit of fullback, played a little bit of running back, played some tight end, lined up in the slot as a wide receiver, even did a little bit of wildcat quarterbacking in college. Um, If the modern NFL is looking for guys that can play anywhere, Jalen Samuels is that. Packers are probably not interested in him as a tight end, uh, but there could be a couple other guys. Uh, that do come up. Uh, Tyler Conklin out of Central Michigan and Hayden Michigan and Hayden Hurst out of South Carolina both ranked pretty highly on our uh, athletic thresholds here. Uh, Hurst was a 7.25 as was Conklin. So if they're available uh, towards the second round or later, those could be guys that the Packers are interested in. Uh, both were a little bit below average. Uh, in a couple numbers, Conklin in particular did not test particularly well in the 40-yard uh, dash or in the bench press. 
in the bench press, but overall still falls pretty squarely within the guidelines that the Packers are looking for. There are guys out there for the Packers to pick at tight end, but things get a little bit difficult because of those things where you, where you have to be willing to, to give a few things up. Moving right along to wide receiver. This is a position that is wide, but not very deep. What I mean by that is there are a, a lot of options for the Packers if they decide to pick a wide receiver, but what you're lacking is is depth in the form of a big-time stud receiver that just really ticks all the boxes in an authoritative way. There are a few very good options, a lot of very good options. In fact, there are uh, about half a dozen guys uh, that rank uh, in the area that we would look for uh, to be interested in. Uh, we've got six guys that ranked a 5.25 or higher uh, on our threshold score. But no one ranked higher than a six and a half. And the guy who ranked that six and a half was Court- Cortland Sutton, a very interesting player. He's six foot three or six foot four, depending who you ask, 218 pounds out of Southern Methodist University. See if this sounds familiar to you. He was a safety coming out of high school. He didn't really catch on as a receiver until his red shirt freshman year, so his second year in school. And he's known for his physical play with opposing defensive backs downfield, creating separation near the sideline. That to me sounds like Jordy Nelson to a T. And their measurables are really pretty similar. Uh, Not super great in the agility drills, but he makes some plays with size and body control. Probably not going to look at him in the first round, but in the second round, he would really fit what the Packers have done at that position in the past. Moving right along, the second guy on the receiver board is Dylan Cantrell, 5'11", 226 out of Texas Tech. Tech. He's got an athletic threshold score of six, but uh, think of him more as a Randall Cobb, Ty Montgomery slot type. This is probably not a guy the Packers are going to stick outside opposite of Devontae Adams and just uh, you know tear up opposing defenses with size and athleticism. This is a guy who relies on quickness and speed and uh, quick breaks out of the slot. We're going to move past him pretty quickly because I'm not sure this is a guy the Packers are really interested in in the draft because they've already got a few of them uh, coupled with uh, Jimmy Graham taking up snaps in the slot. I don't know if you need another slot player. Uh, DJ Chark also scored a six on our athletic threshold score. He's six feet tall, 199 pounds out of LSU. Uh, this guy is Greg Jennings to a T, a little bit faster, might confuse him for like a 200-meter sprinter type as opposed to a wide receiver. Ran a 4-3-4, 40-yard dash. I think he seems like a guy who might be a little bit of a stretch uh, in the second round where the guy where the Packers tend to like to, to take wide receivers because he is so slightly built and really doesn't didn't put up dominating numbers as athletic as he is so that would be a a a big question mark for me he didn't he also didn't run agility drills at the combine so tough to get a precise read on him i think the packers have to be moderately interested in receivers this year though i'm not sure if they want to invest in one early this might be one where you take one towards the middle of the draft and hope for the best or just hope that Trevor Davis or D'Angelo Yancey can develop a little bit more in 2018. Offensive line. So this is is where things get a little bit interesting because the Packers have scores and scores of options here. First guy uh, at the top of their list has to be Colton Miller, one of the most athletic players in the draft. Big, 
tall guy, 309 pounds, runs like a tight end. Think of him as like Jason Spriggs, if Jason Spriggs could actually be an effective lineman at the next level. He's bigger, he's as strong, and he's as fast as Jason Spriggs. Really not a lot to dislike here. Uh, moving right along, we'll talk about Brian O'Neill out of Pittsburgh. He he too is a lot like Jason Spriggs. Uh, six foot six, two hundred ninety-seven pounds. Ran the forty-yard dash in a blistering uh, four point eight two seconds. This guy really is, does test like a tight end. Um, some people also think that he could project to guard in the NFL, which would put him right in line with what the Packers like to do. And as far as those athletic thresholds, he tested pretty well as well. Uh, coming in at a 7.5 on our score. So significantly behind Colton Miller's whopping 9.25, but still no slouch. Finally, rounding out our top three is James Daniel. He's six feet, three inches tall from Iowa, 306 pounds, and Packers athletic threshold score of 6.5. Think of him like a little bit longer version of Corey Lindsley. He has longer, uh, longer arms, maybe slightly taller. He's a little bit heavier. He does kind of look like a guy the Packers may be interested in targeting. However, he's known pretty exclusively as a center, and the Packers rarely draft pure centers, and it's not clear if this guy can play guard as well. So a little bit iffy there. I think the Packers will definitely be looking to add an offensive lineman or two somewhere in in the draft this year. Now, here's where things get a little bit tricky on the defensive side of the ball. You start talking about defensive linemen, that meet the Packers' athletic thresholds, and you're almost always going to get defensive ends. But more and more people have started to quantify or qualify these guys as just edge rushers, that that edge position. The NFL Combine and and other places where you get this sort of data really don't like really don't like that because uh, you get a lot of outside linebackers mixing in with that as well, and it just gets a little bit tough to categorize. Uh, from an analysis perspective, just from a pure numbers perspective. So what we've done here is uh, we've broken it down into two categories that kind of overlap here. I'm calling it defensive line slash edge and outside linebacker slash edge. Uh, With the outside linebacker slash edge types, you get a a mix of guys who are really those sort of tweener types in college, guys that are going to be around six foot three, 230 to 240 pounds, so a little bit small to play an edge rusher in the NFL, but maybe a little bit bigger than you'd expect from an off-the-ball type linebacker. Meanwhile, on the defensive line, you've got guys that are on the bigger end of that scale. They're a little bit taller, a little bit thicker. They could be defensive ends or outside linebackers. It just depends what you want to ask from them. To make it even more complicated, sometimes you just get those really athletic interior defender types that just screw up the numbers even more. So, This one is the toughest to evaluate from an athletic threshold standpoint, but I still think you get some worthwhile data out of here. So let's start with the guys that are more defensive line types. Bradley Chubb, uh, it's any time on him because what's not to like? Six feet four, 269 pounds, uh, an athletic threshold score of 9.25. He's Nick Perry, but with production that actually matches the measurables. Tall, long-armed, great mass, uh, moves like a much smaller guy but dominated his competition in college. If he fell to the Packers at 14, uh, it would be pretty much close to my dream scenario because I I think the Packers do need to edge rushers. They probably need defensive backs a little bit more, uh, but 
man, if they could get one of the top players in the draft, I think you'd, you'd absolutely have to take them. So moving along, Taven Bryan, our number two defensive lineman in terms of this score, six feet four, 291 pounds out of Florida, an 8.25 athletic threshold score, which is amazing because this guy tends to play, well, he, he doesn't tend to play anywhere. He can play all over the defensive line. Uh, he looks like a much smaller guy just from an, a, a testing standpoint. And while he not might not make sense for the Packers at 14, he could be a guy that they'd be interested in, in picking up um, towards the bottom of the first round if they wanted to trade back in, maybe even a high second round, just because um, he doesn't really have that defined position. And he had some, I don't want to say trouble, but he really didn't blow up his competition in college like you might have expected Um from a guy with those sort of numbers. Speaking of which, here's here's the man himself, the guy who I've seen on more mock drafts than just about anybody else, Marcus Davenport, the six foot six, two hundred sixty-four pound prospect from the University of Texas, San Antonio, the Roadrunners. He has an athletic threshold score of eight point two five absolute workout warrior and I don't mean that in the negative sense as as in he's a workout warrior and nothing else at least not yet uh you've got to be interested in this guy just from his pure testing standpoint um blew up the 40-yard dash had great athletic or agility scores the rub on him though is he really didn't dominate despite playing a lot of smaller schools like 30 or 40 percent of his career sacks came in like three games against Troy and Temple and some other schools like that, smaller D1 schools. If he didn't dominate at that level of college football, what's to say he's going to do it in the NFL? It's a fair question, I think, and uh, we'll have to see um, what he actually does in the NFL. He's a tough question for the backers, I think. Uh, if he's if he's there um, at 14. A name that didn't come up here is Harold Landry. He's thought to be another popular pick for the Packers, and th- there's nothing really wrong with Landry as a prospect. There are just a lot of really good prospects in this sort of, sort of mold. Um, th- just a lot of guys that check all the boxes that the Packers could be looking for. Uh, it's again not that Landry is bad. Uh, there's just a lot of good guys, and it's why I think the Packers may be a little bit more inclined to go defensive back early and just try to figure it out with with an edge rusher later on. But that's a topic for a little bit down the road. As we switch more to the outside linebacker edge types, uh, we start with a guy by the name of Oren Burks, six foot three, two hundred thirty three pounds, out of Vanderbilt. Uh, he, he has a Packers athletic threshold score of 9.25 and really the athletic profile overall to succeed in the NFL, but a little bit on the small size, wouldn't you say? Six foot three, 233. That's not really edge rusher size, but it's not really outside linebacker size either. You look at a guy that's about that tall, hard to say. Um, it, it raises some questions. The Packers have abundant help at that sort of off the bat position, and it's easy to pick up those guys that you can slot in later in the draft. The Packers have done that to a fair bit of success so far, but uh, maybe Burks is just too athletic to pass up. Moving right along, we fall on Matthew Thomas, six foot three, two hundred thirty-two pounds, out of Florida State. 
He's got an athletic threshold score of 8.25. Another off-the-ball linebacker type, not so much a pass rusher. Uh, He can run and tackle with the best of them, but that's pretty much all he can do. Didn't put up great numbers in college. Packers might be interested in him as a special teams type player. Okay, got to take a deep breath for this name. Ogbenaya Okoronkwo out of Oklahoma. He's an outside linebacker, and that's a whole lot of O's. Uh, You look at his numbers, and you think of a guy like Carl Bradford. He has an athletic threshold score of 8, pretty solid. Uh, Played a little bit of edge, played a little bit of traditional outside linebacker in college, and a little bit of everything else, a lot like Carl Bradford. But where do you put him in the NFL? You can't really use a six-foot-one-inch edge rusher. Nobody can't because they just get swallowed up by guys that are much bigger than they are. He's also a little bit on the thick and slow side for an inside linebacker or off-the-ball type. So what do you do? I don't know. I'm glad I don't have to make these kind of uh, questions. Stepping back, I'm not sure what the Packers do here uh, in their pass rush sort of situation. I think you want to avoid the guys that are kind of the tweener types, and you probably want to skew more towards the defensive line type of edge player than the outside linebacker type of edge player. I think there's a lot of good prospects available in the draft, and that's why the Packers may wait a little bit um, to pick up an edge rusher. So we'll see. More on that here in a second. Two position groups to go, inside linebackers and defensive backs. Inside linebackers, it does not get better in the draft from an athletic perspective than Leighton Vander Esch out of Boise State. 6'4", 256 pounds. He scores an 8.25 in our metric. This guy is a, a folk hero waiting to happen to some franchise. He's from a tiny town way out west somewhere. Uh, they've got like he went to a high school that had something like 35 total people in it. He had 11 people in his graduating class. Interesting story. I'm not sure you want the Packers to be taking an inside linebacker at 14th overall unless it's Roquan Smith, who we should mention here because, as I said up top, he doesn't show up in our score. Why is that? Well, again, he only did the one drill at the NFL Combine. I think if you look at just the way that he plays, it's pretty obvious that he probably meets the threshold He's a little bit small, sure, but that's how inside linebackers are in the modern NFL. If he was there at 14, the Packers would probably be interested as well. The question for both Vander Esch and Smith is, do you really need a lot of inside linebackers in the modern NFL? Especially when you have a guy who could be as productive as he was in Blake Martinez with the great line the Packers have in front of him. I don't know, is is Smith redundant or Vander Esch redundant at that, that point? I kind of think maybe a little bit, but maybe their talent is just overwhelming. Moving right along, the poor man's Roquan Smith, Gennard Avery, 6'1", 248 out of Memphis, an athletic score of 7.25 in our metric. If you were casting a guy to play inside linebacker in a movie, you'd probably be interested in a guy like Avery. Uh, built like a bodybuilder, and for good reason, he was a bodybuilder. Well, not even a bodybuilder, a powerlifter, state champ powerlifter in high school, can outrun Vander Esch in just about every metric. And that's saying something because Vander Esch tested very, very well uh, at pretty much every drill. Uh, if the Packers picked up a guy like Anard Avery in the, the middle or later rounds, uh, probably can say goodbye to Jake Ryan, and many of you probably want to anyway. Finally, rounding out our top three in terms of score, Micah Kaiser, 6'2", 238 out of Virginia, an athletic threshold score of seven, a little bit small, a little bit slow, very productive in college, 
uh, production may not be enough borderline on the Packers thresholds, though he does meet a lot of them. Let's talk defensive backs and then kind of wrap all this up together with some strategy for the Packers in the first round. Tony Brown, not any of the higher profile defensive backs. It's Tony Brown out of Alabama that is top in terms of score in our our testing. 6-0-198, an athletic threshold score of 6 point. Question marks about Brown, probably enough to send him towards the middle or later rounds of the draft. Out of the question, absolutely, for the Packers at 14. But they got to like his size at 6 feet tall and 198 pounds. Denzel Ward. This one's a tough one. 5'10", 191 pounds out of Ohio State. He has an athletic threshold score of 6.25. Undeniably great athlete. Uh, Can run, can jump, uh, does all the agility drills uh, at a nearly unsurpassed level. Very, very, very good. Uh, And it would be hard to find a better athlete than him in the entire NFL draft, just from an athletic and agility, or uh, running and agility standpoint. Thing is, the Packers don't tend to draft cornerbacks under 5'11". But he's such a great athlete, you almost have to think about bending if he falls to the Packers at 14. He more than checks every other box for the Packers other than height. This is a tough one. If he falls to the Packers at 14, they got a tough decision to make. Finally, Josh Jackson also clocks in at a 6.25 at the Packers' athletic threshold score. He's six foot one, 192 pounds out of Iowa. Hardly a blazer in the 40-yard dash, a mid-4-5 score, but that's fine for the Packers because they don't look for those blazers. They like those guys that are great in the agility drills and who have good size, and Jackson has both of those. Packers probably would prefer that he was a little bit faster overall, but they would probably settle for him at 14 if push came to shove. So, we should probably name two more guys before we get too far into what the Packers are going to do. We've got to talk about Derwin James and Minka Fitzpatrick. Now, neither of them show up in our numbers because neither of them did the agility drills at the Combine, but both of them are are good enough from what you can see from the raw testing uh, that you probably shouldn't have much concern over drafting either of those guys. James at 6'2", 215 pounds, ran a 4.47 in the 40, had a vertical of 40 inches, 21 on the bench press, 132-inch broad jump. You don't need to see the agility drills. Fitzpatrick, meanwhile, uh, at 6 feet tall, 204 pounds, ran a 4.46 in the 40, a 33-inch vertical, a 121 broad jump, also good enough, and he shows up on tape as well. So, What do the Packers do at 14th overall in the draft? What do you do? You're Brian Gutekunst. You've got to make a call. The Packers have pretty clear needs at edge rusher and cornerback. Brian Gutekunst hasn't said a lot as to what he's thinking. But he did say in his final press conference before the draft that it's more difficult to find those big athletic players than it is to find anything else. And conventionally, yes, that makes a lot of sense. It's generally more difficult to find elite athletes who also have elite size. So that's why you hear a lot about a guy like Marcus Davenport in the first round. Whether it's the Packers or anybody else, you got to be interested in those guys that are big and fast and strong. That's what football is pretty much all about, being big and fast and strong. Davenport is big and fast and strong, so you can see why people think like that. But 
As I've said several times now throughout this entire process, this draft appears to have a lot more options throughout the draft to get an edge rusher type or even a defensive lineman than there is to get an elite cornerback. And so with with that in mind, it's my belief that I think the Packers will look for the best available defensive back, not just corner early, then try to fill in their front seven later. Philosophically, I think you look for volume in the front seven and talent in the back. So assuming somebody like Bradley Chubb doesn't make an unexpected fall to 14, I think there are four defensive backs at the top of my board if I'm making the picks for the Packers. In order, Derwin James, Minka Fitzpatrick, Josh Jackson, Denzel Ward. James and Fitzpatrick, both overwhelmingly talented. Doesn't matter if we don't have a look at their full athletic profile. The the numbers we do have combined with their play on the field makes them near locks. You, you pick both of those guys and you don't think a whole lot about it. I know the Packers have other safeties or other defensive backs or other needs even elsewhere. Doesn't matter. I think these guys overcome that. If you're looking for the best available player and either of these two guys are available, I think you feel pretty comfortable making the pick. Jackson is just a good fit. He's what the Packers want from their defensive backs. He's tall. He's strongly built. He does well in the agility drills. It'd be great if he was a little bit faster, but everything else should make up for it. Then we come to Denzel Ward. All other things, all of these other guys are off the board and Ward is sitting there. To me, you bend a little bit and you make the pick and you hope for the best. He is so athletic. And I think you can work with a guy who is just that athletic that you can make a break from tradition and select a guy who's just slightly undersized. So will Gudekunst break from tradition and make that pick? Will he do something weird? Will he trade back? I don't know for sure. But what I do know is we have a good idea of who the Packers are interested in at a whole bunch of different positions. I've given you our research. All we have to do now is wait and see what happens. And I'm excited for it to finally be here. That's all I've got for you this week. Do us a favor. Check us out on Facebook and on Twitter and at thepowersweep.com. We love to interact with you on each of those platforms. And your comments and contact is always appreciated. Thank you very much for reaching out. If you'd like to reach out via email, you may do so at thepowersweep1959 at gmail.com. We do appreciate your support. And if you'd like to give us your support, you may do so at patreon.com slash thepowersweep or by buying a t-shirt through our store on Teespring. Click the store link at thepowersweep.com. As always, the cheapest, easiest, and freest way to support the Power Sweep with you on iTunes. We appreciate all the reviews that we've been given there over the, the weeks and months that we've been doing this podcast. Each and every one of them means a lot to me. As always, never hesitate to reach out. Any feedback we get from you helps us make this entire operation better and ultimately makes us all smarter Packers fans. And as I always say, smarter Packers fans are better Packers fans, and better Packers fans are what we all want to be. I've been your host, John Meerdink. We will see you next week after the NFL Draft right here on Blue 58.